Hey, homies. I'm Katie. I'm Sydney. And this is Something Sick. What is up? Not much. It's a Friday night. Woo! That we're recording. (laughs) We're so crazy. (laughs) Really wilding out. I have to go to bed soon after this. (laughs) Same. Our lives are really exciting. We have plans. Mm -hmm. Mine are with middle schoolers. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So, um, did we have anything to say? No. Okay. When do we ever actually have something, like, important about our lives Well, okay. Not about our lives. I did want to mention the recent death of Lauren Smith-Fields. Have you heard about this? No. So, she was a 23-year-old black woman who went on a Bumble date with a 37-year-old white guy. Ooh. And she was found dead the next morning. And he was the one who called 911 and said that he woke up and found her laying on her side, not breathing. And her nose was bleeding. Great. And she had fentanyl prescription medication and alcohol in her system. But police ruled it an accident. And they said that he seemed like a nice guy. Mm. And then... So did Ted Bundy to some people. Yeah. And then they didn't tell her family. Mm. They literally left a note on her door that said, if you're looking for Lauren, call this number. And by the time her family... That shouldn't be... That's not allowed. No. And by the time her family went and, like, called police, they had already done an autopsy. What the heck? So, it's all just been handled really wrong. And Lauren's family, I'm pretty sure, is suing the Good. city and stuff. They should. But, anyway, I just heard about that, and I just figured we should mention it, because she deserves the same amount of attention that Gabby Petito got, because she yeah. deserves justice, whether that guy is guilty, like, whether it was an accident or it was murder, like, yeah. he needs to be investigated. They can't yes. just say he's a nice guy. No. So, I wanted Why to talk about that. Why are we trusting that. men at this point if they just met someone? Yeah, it's like, well, he seems like a nice guy. And you it's need like, to look into them and rule them out like, first. Yeah, you can't just go off of vibes. No. <laughs> like, I don't know. So, I wanted to mention that. Great. Um, yeah. Just in, like, true crime news and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, Okay. So my case. (laughs) Yep. Um, So today we're going to be talking about the unsolved disappearance of Brianna Maitland. And I have wanted to do this case forever. I was telling Katie, it's been on my list, but like I knew all of the details of the case, but I could not remember Brianna's name. Mm -hmm. And I was like searching and finally I found it. And so very glad to finally be doing this case because it's like stuck with me. Mm -hmm. So. Brianna Alexandra Maitland was born on October 8th, 1986, and she grew up in Vermont with her parents, Bruce and Kelly, and she also had an older brother, and she grew up on a farm, like, super close to the Canadian border, Mm -hmm. and they lived, like, it sounds like they lived, like, off the land a lot. They didn't have, like, a ton of, like, modern appliances and stuff, which is, like, cool, you know. Better than me, because I would not make it without a lot of these things. Yeah, and that kind of seems to be the thing with Brianna. She, When she was a teenager, I think she was kind of like, I just want to, like, 
live a little bit of a normal teenager life kind of thing. Makes sense. Um, Brianna's friends called her Brie, and they saw her as kind of a hippie. She was known as charismatic and outdoorsy, and she was also trained in jujitsu, so she was also like Dang. super strong and stuff. And in October of 2003, after her 17th birthday, Brianna decided that she wanted to move away and like not live with her parents anymore. It sounds like there weren't any like particular like stresses at home or like issues with family. Mm -hmm. I think it was partially a lot of her friends went to a different school like 15 miles away. Yeah. And then also just like I think she was like I don't want to live on a remote farm anymore kind of thing. I wouldn't either. Which is like totally understandable. But she did still have like a good relationship with her family and stuff. So. Remind me how old she was again when she was 17. 17. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. And she also, like, her parents were like, she was fiercely independent. Like, she wanted to do her own thing. So it wasn't, like, surprising, mm-hmm. I think, when she decided to do this. Was she an only child? Uh, she had an older brother. Okay. I don't know how much older he was, though. Okay. Um, so she moved to a different town. And I'm going to post a map of the area. I, like, ma- like <laughs> found on Google Maps all of the locations I'm going to talk about and, like, wrote what they are. Because mm-hmm. it's, like rural vermont and it's like kind of confusing so i will definitely post that map but um so brianna enrolled at her friend's high school uh, or like the high school that all of her friends went to during what i think was her sophomore year but it was also when she was 17 so that would usually be like junior year yeah so i'm not totally sure but um this school was enosburg falls high school and while there like her living situation she kind of just like jumped around like living with different friends or like a boyfriend at one point i think just kind of like Mm -hmm. moving around to live with different people during that time um but by the end of february in 2004 brianna moved in with her friend jillian stout and jillian lived in sheldon vermont and I think that Jillian had, like, her own place at this point. I don't know if she was older or if she had also, like, moved out or okay. what. But it sounds like Brianna wasn't really having a great time at this new high school. It sounds like she was being bullied a little bit and just, like, mm. things weren't going as well as she hoped. And so she ended up dropping out and enrolling in a GED program to complete her high school education. Okay. So, um, and while... Working towards her GED, Brianna also worked two jobs, which is a lot. Yeah. Like, it's a lot for a 17-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. Um, so, one of her jobs was working at the Black Lantern Inn in Montgomery, which is about 25 to 30 minutes away from Jillian's, where she was living. Mm-hmm. And then she also had a second job as a waitress at KJ's Diner in St. Albans, which was 15 to 20 minutes in the opposite direction. So St. Albans, pretty sure there's a sanatorium or something there. I think there is. I'm pretty sure you're right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And this like with the map and stuff, everything feels so far away. But like when I was researching, like I saw a lot of people who live like in similar areas kind of saying that like that's pretty common Mm -hmm. for people to like drive really far, like have friends that live 30 minutes away and like drive to see each other all the time or like drive far for work and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, if there's not much around. Yeah. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So three weeks before Brianna disappeared, she went to a party and a former friend named Keely LaCrosse physically attacked her. 
Oh. Um, Does she do jujitsu too? I don't know. <laughs> but despite being trained in jujitsu, Brianna did not fight back. Oh. Like at all. She's a better person than me. If I knew how to kick someone's butt and they were attacking me, I would yeah. beat them up. Yep. <laughs> and or fight back. I yeah. She was hit in the face several times while I think she was sitting down in a truck when it happened. Ugh. Which is also like to attack someone who's sitting down. Yeah. S- like s- so cowardly. Yeah. Um, Why did she attack her? So I saw some sources say that like it was over a guy and that maybe Brianna was talking to someone that Keely had dated in the past. That's such thing. a stupid reason to attack it's, someone. But it's like very high school. Just very Attacking like. Attacking them over it's it? It's a lot. Like it's not. It's okay to be upset yeah, about it. But that's like mostly what I saw. Okay. Boys um, are not worth it. No. PSA. It, they're just not. They're not. <laughs> and it was like. It Especially was, in high school. And Brianna had to go to the hospital. Oh, gosh. Like, it was bad. She had two black eyes, a broken nose, and a concussion. Yeah. So this was, like, really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and a criminal complaint was alleged against Keely. Um, and the officially the reason for the assault was never, like, said, I think, in, like, the complaint or mm-hmm. anything but like i said people kind of think it was about a guy mm-hmm. um i also read in one source i can't confirm like that this is totally true but one source i read said that brianna told her parents that she didn't fight back because she didn't want anyone to not like her oh which is just like yeah it's like she didn't have friends at that school I- i'm assuming yeah that these are people from that school and it's like mm-hmm. she didn't want people to not like her yeah which is just so heartbreaking yeah so, um, like I said, a criminal complaint was filed against Keeley, but three weeks after Brianna disappeared, the complaint was dropped by the DA, which that's weird. Like, it makes me so mad. Like, I know that Brianna was the one filing the complaint, but she's just missing. Yeah. It's like, well, and also there were like witnesses to this like yeah. attack and stuff like this girl attacked someone. What? She should still face consequences for that. Yeah, that's weird. So, yeah. So, on Friday, March 19th, 2004, Brianna took her GED exam, which she passed, by the way. Great. Um, and she went out w- for breakfast or lunch with her mom to celebrate. And I'm pretty sure her dad was out of state at the time. So, they just okay. had like a girl's day. And Brianna and Kelly went shopping and talked all morning and at one point brianna mentioned wanting to start taking college classes so she was like making plans for the future like she wanted to Mm -hmm. further her education and stuff but at one point during their shopping brianna seemed to get distracted by something or someone outside of the store that they were in Hmm. and so she left the store while her mom was checking out and when kelly met her in the parking lot she said that brianna seemed unnerved or agitated Um, But she didn't know why. And she just said that Brianna told her she needed to get home to get ready for work. Weird. Yeah. So Kelly didn't pry and just dropped Brianna off at Jillian's house between 3.30 and 4 p.m. So before leaving for work, Brianna left a note for Jillian saying that she was going to work and would be back that evening. Okay. And Brianna went to her shift at the Black Lantern Inn and coworkers said that she seemed to be in good spirits. Like, she wasn't, like... Acting weird. Yeah, she wasn't acting weird. She wasn't, like, abnormally quiet. They said okay. she didn't, like, take any phone calls or anything while she was there. Mm-hmm. So, just seemed, like, normal. Mm-hmm. 
And after her shift, her coworkers asked her to like go out and have dinner with them. Um, but she said no, that she had to get up early to go to a shift at her second job. Okay. So is that true? I'm assuming I didn't see anywhere that said like she wasn't scheduled or anything. So I do think it was true. Um, and it does make sense. I mean, it was like past 11 and she had a 30 minute drive. Oh yeah. So it's like, I would go home. So I can't, I can't do jobs like that anymore. (laughs) Like, especially like service industry. I would not make it. It's exhausting. Not that late. And then going out. Yeah. So around 1120 PM, Brianna left to drive back towards Sheldon. And unfortunately, she would never be seen again. Mm. So the way that Brianna was reported missing is like a little messy and a little different depending on what source you're looking at. Um, Some sources say that Jillian was already out of town that night and just like didn't notice Brianna coming home. Mm -hmm. And then other sources say that she was there and like assumed that Brianna just like went to her parents. Mm. I think what happened is that Jillian like came home, saw the note and then left and spent the weekend with her family Yeah, and came back on Monday and found that the note was in the same spot and like the house was untouched. Okay. So she kind of assumed that maybe Brianna had just like left the note, spent the night there Friday and Mm -hmm. then like spent the rest of the weekend at her parents. But when she still hadn't heard anything from Brianna by Tuesday, she called Kelly, Brianna's mom. Mm-hmm. And so on March 23rd, either Jillian or Brianna's parents reported her missing. Okay. Um, I do think it was her parents, but some sources okay. say different things, yeah. like I said. Um, but they reported her missing to the Vermont State Police um, after calling like friends and employers like, and finally realizing that no one had heard from her. Mm-hmm. So on March 25th, Kelly and Bruce went to the Vermont State Police in St. Albans to bring them photos of Brianna to, like, distribute and stuff. Okay. While they were there, a state trooper kind of heard them talking and showed them a photo of a car that had been discovered on March 20th, Hmm. and they immediately identified the car as Brianna's. And Kelly said in interviews later on that she was instinctively revulsed by the photo and that she did not believe that Brianna had left the car in such a way. Wow. So Hmm. we're going to skip back to March 20th. Okay. And this is the day after Brianna was last seen. Mm -hmm. And early that morning, Brianna's green 1985 Oldsmobile sedan was reported as abandoned off East Berkshire Road and Route 118. And this was about... I know exactly where that is. Yeah, obviously. But this was about a mile from the Black Lantern Inn. Okay. And at this intersection is what is called the Old Dutchburn Farmhouse or Barn. Um, And it essentially was just like an abandoned building. Mm -hmm. And Brianna's car was backed into the side of it. Uh Like enough that the car was like partially inside like it had been reversed into the building and the windows of the structure like had been covered with plywood Mm -hmm. and so one of the pieces of plywood had fallen onto the trunk of the car and there was minor damage to the rear bumper but the impact was enough so that the rear wheels of the car were raised off of the ground okay so like if you tried to like move forward you couldn't yeah so There were also no tire tracks that would indicate the car, like, swerving out of control, like, off of the road or anything. Mm -hmm. 
So weird. It's very weird. So police were dispatched to the scene. Um, like people had just reported like an abandoned car because no one knew that Brianna was missing. Doesn't have a license plate. Oh, there's. Uh, we'll get to that. Okay. There's plenty of reasons they should have identified whose car yeah. it was. So inside of the car, there were two of Brianna's paychecks from the Black Lantern Inn, uncashed. Oh my gosh. Um, I believe they totaled around $150, but I can't totally okay. confirm that. Still. Um, outside of the car, there was loose change, a water bottle, and an unsmoked cigarette. And then inside of the car, there were clothes, Brianna's driver's license, <laughs> and no. makeup. Um, and additionally, when family later, like, saw the car and searched it more they found brianna's atm card glasses and contact lenses inside hmm. as well as migraine medicine it's interesting that nothing was taken out of that stuff yes additionally because the keys were missing from the scene but the doors have been left unlocked mm-hmm. so i'm looking up a picture of yeah that. the pictures are weird it's they're spooky um, police assumed that the car had been crashed and abandoned by a drunk driver, and so they just called a towing company to take it to a local garage. Are you kidding? No. And so... That's not how you do your job, I just... No. So, I do think that police checked the registration, and the car was registered to Kelly, not Brianna, but based on the checks in the front seat, they assumed Brianna was the primary driver, and they did not report the abandoned car to kelly (laughs) um so police reportedly went by the black lantern inn to try and see if brianna was there or Mm -hmm. like ask for like i don't know ask them whatever but the inn was closed that day and so they just like gave up on that that's dumb yeah they were like quote like called away to like other business kind of stuff Jeez. yeah um yeah so I'm going to talk about a few things that I saw in different sources that I don't necessarily think were true about the car and like the scene. Mm -hmm. Um, So one thing I've heard people talk about there being vomit in the car or like just next to the car. Mm -hmm. I couldn't find any sources that like I trusted that confirmed that. Okay. I saw it on like, like some like blogs and like Reddit sites, but I could not find like yeah any credible source that said that so yeah take it with a grain of salt um i also saw in some reports that the driver's seat of the car was pushed all the way back and brianna was like five four five five so that like wouldn't make sense no you don't she would not have no (laughs) but there's also pictures of the car and it doesn't really look like it's pushed all the way back so okay i'm not totally convinced of that one um And a lot of these sources also say that there was a single lime wedge on the trunk of the car. That's weird. Most sources that I saw do believe that this is true, Mm -hmm. but it kind of seems like people think that it was like someone leaving like the inn that like had a bar, I'm assuming. Okay. Just like like either through a lime wedge or like it just like ended up on her car and like stayed there because it's a mile drive. It took like two minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. What a strange thing. It's weird. It's a very weird detail, mm-hmm. but it's like, I think some people theorize that there was like a party in this abandoned building, but it's <laughs> like, if people are partying in this abandoned building, they're not making mixed drinks no. with lime wedges. Like I would be <laughs> <laughs> like, it just doesn't make sense. So yeah. So finally, 
five days after finding this car, police are like, oh, it's Brianna's. Yeah. So they finally realize that this is a missing person. I would sue over that. Yeah. Be like, you had her car win? Well, the thing that's like ridiculous to me also is like, even if it was a drunk driver who crashed into this building, Mm -hmm. like, wouldn't that still be something you need to like investigate? Yes. Like, you're just going to let that slide? Or... (laughs) Apparently. Like, that just feels... I don't understand that. They just sound really lazy. Yeah. So, um, so they finally start investigating a little bit. And a few witnesses came forward and reported seeing Brianna's car the night that she disappeared. So, there was one man who drove by the house sometime between 11.30 and 12.30. And he said that the car's headlights may have been on. Okay. I'm led to believe they probably were if he saw it. Like, you'd think at midnight, like... I wouldn't notice a car like no, like near a abandoned building unless the lights were on. Um, but with his time frame, there's really no way to know how early her car ended up there. Mm-hmm. Um, another man drove by between midnight and 1230, and he recalled seeing a turn signal flashing on the car, but said that the headlights were off. Okay. I'm pretty sure. So it's like, that means that someone was around within like that 30 minutes Mm-hmm. To turn the headlights on, or turn, like, the headlights off, off. but leave the turn signal. Yeah. Weird. So that's weird. And then around 4 a.m., a former boyfriend of Brianna's, which I think might be the same one that there was that fight over. Okay. Um, drove by and recognized that the car was Brianna's, but did not see anyone in or around the vehicle. So he didn't do anything. I don't think so. His story is kind of weird. Okay. But it's also, like, I'm pretty sure he was intoxicated at the time. Okay. And so I think it took him a while to come forward because he didn't want to say... He was, like, he was partying in Canada that night. Okay. And I think, like, so I think he has an alibi for, like, around midnight and stuff. But, like, I saw some sources that said, like, that he saw the doors were opened on the car. And, like, I don't know. His story is just very weird. weird. But... At the very least, the lights were off at this point, Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure. The doors may or may not have been open at this point. But so the next morning after the sun had risen, some passing motorists stopped and took pictures of the scene. And also I said motorists. Some people say they were hikers. Okay. So either hikers or motorists were passing by and saw the car and just thought it was really, really weird. So they took pictures which I'm pretty sure those are like the pictures that are online are online. That would make Um, sense. There's conflicting reports on whether police took pictures at all. Probably not. Which most things I saw said they didn't, but they also showed Brianna's parents a picture. That's true. Maybe they took like a photo. Yeah. Or they could have taken a photo of the car wherever they took it. I think they showed them a picture of the scene. Okay. So Maybe they took a photo. I think they maybe took pictures, but I don't know. Most of the ones you see are pictures that these, like, passerbys just took. All right. So, um, they also reported seeing the loose change, the water bottle, and they also reported seeing a necklace on the ground by the car. Hmm. So, the area was combed on foot by police and search dogs at this point, um, like, later on once yeah. they knew that Brianna was missing, um, but nothing was found. Um, her car was processed by the state crime lab, but once again, nothing of note was found. But this is also several days after the car has been impounded, yeah. just at some garage. So 
it's man. like great um i do want to note because drugs play a big part in like mm-hmm. theories on this that they processed her car and stuff so i don't believe that there were any drugs. drugs found in the car whatsoever okay so i just want to note that i just feel like it's important but all her money and things were but all of her money and stuff but i mean it was checks but also her atm card yeah but those are also things that for the most part only she can access yeah mm-hmm. so yeah people still try oh yeah so now we're gonna talk about some theories okay so one of the primary theories is that Brianna ran away. Mm-hmm. And of course, this was the police's favorite theory at first, too. It's less work for them. Yeah. Um, police said that there was no, there were no signs of a violent confrontation at the scene and theorized that Brianna staged it herself and ran away. Um, now, Brianna had reportedly mentioned to friends that she wanted to take a short trip out of the area. And Without that, her like, stuff in her car. Yeah, it's like she like didn't want to live in rural Vermont anymore then move yeah and it's like also like a short trip she's got two jobs she's not gonna just leave like yeah um and she had apparently run away before but we're gonna go through a list of reasons why i don't believe that she ran away um first she had just passed her ged and was talking about plans for college yeah so even if she did want to get out of vermont like why run away and like try and start a college like why why would you try and start like a new identity? No, I don't know. Also it's like why go through the process of having to take the GED? No. And then like leaving your identity behind and like start over basically. Yeah, yeah that doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's just like she could have moved out of Vermont with her identity. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense for her to just leave that all behind. Um and also if you were leaving your identity behind, like sure, you'd leave your ID and your ATM card, but like why would you not cash your paychecks and take yeah. the cash? Like you can take the cash. Mm-hmm. Like for why would you leave your car in that state? Yeah, and for a seventeen-year-old girl, like a hundred and fifty bucks is a lot of money. Yeah, especially if you're gonna like go on the run. Yeah, you would take it. I would take it. Yeah, I would take that right now. Actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and she also left all of her makeup, all of her clothes. Like mm-hmm. those are also expensive. Why would you yeah. not just take them? Like, if you're wanting to start a new life, leaving everything behind and, like, having to buy all new stuff. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. No. She also left her glasses and her contacts, which you need to you see. Can- yeah. And then... I she- would not survive without them. Yeah. Which, I don't know how bad her eyesight was, but... He had glasses and contacts. Yeah. Probably not great. And then she also had a history of migraines. And I've only had one migraine in my life. And it was horrible. Mm-hmm. And like she had a history of them to where she had medicine. Medication, yeah. Like you wouldn't just leave that behind. It's not mm-hmm. like it's an easy thing to get more of. No. So none of that makes yeah. sense. Um, yeah. It's also everyone knew her as an independent person. I don't think anyone would have been surprised if she said, oh, I'm moving to so and so. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think that people would have like, like she was already living away from home. It's not like her family is going to put up a big fight. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't make sense for her to, like, have to run away. No, it doesn't. So, um, Brianna's father also said that there was no way she would have left her car behind like that. First of all, it's like, if you're running away, why not take the car? Yeah. It, she's in a rural area. Yeah. <laughs> um, Where, how else are you going to get anywhere? Yeah. But 
he said that the car had belonged to her grandfather who had passed away, mm. who she loved and was very close with. So yeah. it was like an emotional aspect of that car too. She's not going to yeah. leave it like wrecked into the side of a, a barn with all her stuff in it. Yeah. No. So, um, some people theorize, I guess that Brianna potentially staged her disappearance and ran away to avoid people. She owed money to like for drugs. Okay. And we'll get more into the drugs theory in a minute, but like she had two uncashed paychecks. Yeah. So it's like they would have taken, or I guess no, if she staged it. Yeah. But it's also like, I mean, if you have well, I don't some just money them. that's yeah, like uncashed paychecks, like just give them that money for a start. Yeah. Like how much money do you owe in rural Vermont for yeah, drugs? I don't know. It also like, I don't know the whole runaway thing and leaving the car it's Doesn't like make sense if she did run away she had to have had help like no mm-hmm. one reported seeing her hitchhiking or anything yeah so it's like she had to have had a plan yeah like she couldn't have gotten far from there without help so mm-hmm. yeah i just i don't think she ran away i don't either it doesn't make sense to me so so now we're going to talk a little bit about um a lot of the theories which surround the idea of drugs being involved So law enforcement did learn from some of Brianna's friends that she had allegedly experimented with some drugs in the recent past, specifically marijuana and cocaine. Hmm. However, by all accounts, she wasn't like they're very different in my mind. Yeah. (laughs) But I think it was more like she took part at parties and stuff. Like it was not something that she was regularly. Yeah. Like doing. Yeah. I think that like a lot of people try and paint it as like, she was always doing cocaine and it's like her friends said that she did it at parties a couple yeah. times like those are very different mm-hmm. first of all and also even if she was regularly using that does not mean that like like i don't know i feel like some people painted it as like oh well she was using drugs all the time that's like what happens and it's like no, no she still deserves not. like justice yeah. her family still deserves to know what happened yes so yeah So, a lot of sources say that the Dutchburn barn where Brianna's car was found was known to be a place where people went to deal or do drugs. Okay. So, um, this... That makes sense. I mean, It looks pretty sketchy. It is sketchy. And I mean, here's the deal with the drugs and stuff. Everything I said was like, that's what people do in like rural Vermont. Or like rural anywhere. anywhere. (laughs) Like, (laughs) it's like... I think that that was kind of what most of the people around there were doing. Yeah. So. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, So the Vermont State Police received an anonymous tip in the week after her disappearance. um, And the tip claimed that Brianna was being held against her will in a house in Berkshire, which is about 10 miles from Montgomery, where she worked. Okay. And this house was occupied by two known drug dealers. Um. And these drug dealers also reportedly at least knew Brianna in, like, some circles, sort of. Okay. So, obviously, the home was raided. <laughs> um, substantial amounts of cocaine and marijuana were found inside, but there was no sign of Brianna. Um, the drug dealers were Ramon Ryans and Nathaniel Jackson, and they were both arrested for drug charges. However, in late 2004... Police received an anonymous statement from an older woman 
who implicated Ramon and Nathaniel in Brianna's disappearance. I think this is the same tip I already mentioned. Anyway. <laughs> um, so she gave an aff- affidavit and alleged that Ramon murdered Brianna a week after her disappearance during an argument over money that she had lent him to purchase crack. Okay. So I think the idea is that he owed her money and killed her because he didn't want to pay it. Interesting. Which is like, yeah, very interesting. Um, The affidavit, affidavit, that is a hard word. I'm sorry. The affidavit went on to allege that Brianna's body had been temporarily stored in the basement of another woman's home before being dismantled with a table saw and disposed of on a pig farm. Oh, no. Yeah. So that's a lot. Yeah. Um, You said it very casually at first. Sorry. Um, The claims could not be corroborated whatsoever. Like I said. Hopefully that is not true. Like I said, there are no signs of Brianna in their home that was raided. Yeah. Like. Okay. I, I don't think that that's what happened. I also, if something went down with Brianna that night, I don't really see these people keeping her alive no for a week or whatever yeah what would be the point yeah i i could see these people being involved but that's the part i get hung up on honestly Mm -hmm. is i'm like especially if it's about them owing her money yeah it's weird like if it was the other way around of like they owed her money i could understand or like she owed them money or yeah yeah if she owed them money i could understand them like wanting to like keeping her ransom alive to, or something. Yeah. yeah but it's a weird it is it's just twist. weird um but something i did want to note about ramon ryan's is that a few months later his 26 year old girlfriend named legia collins went missing uh-huh. and her body was later found and a woman named ellen ducharme was charged with her murder like fully admitted to it Hmm. um however this guy is pretty closely related to two instances of a young girl yeah going missing yeah it's just it doesn't look good no does he know the woman that murdered i think that they were all like involved in like drug circles together okay um yeah uh he also did he was supposed to face time for his drug charges, but I'm pretty sure, at least for the ones in, like, the raid, mm-hmm. he ended up with time served. Okay. So, uh, just sketchy guy. Yeah. Not necessarily saying he was involved in either, uh-huh. but it doesn't He's, look good. Yeah. So, um, a lot of people theorize, this one seems more believable to me, mm-hmm. um, that Brianna was, like, with a group of people, like, partaking in some drugs at the barn that night yeah and accidentally overdosed uh-huh. and that like rather than getting in trouble they just they just like dumped up. her body yeah. and covered it up that makes sense that, except they didn't take any of the money but whatever but like once again yeah if they're trying to cover it up and you know that like it's like a check in an atm card that you can't really yeah especially if she died accidentally like with the atm card they don't know her pin yeah i feel like someone could maybe get away with cashing a check Maybe. They looked similar to her. So not that any of these guys. Yeah. I don't know. I've never tried it. Never yeah. will everyone. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know they didn't take it. I don't know. That one feels more believable to me than yeah. them keeping her alive for a week. Yeah. 
and then i don't know yeah interesting so that's another theory and then maybe the person that called it in like owed them money or something so they were trying to oh like the person who tipped them off Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they could have made up a story and like they knew they had something to do with it so yeah that's true yeah it is like those tips there's a lot of weird tips Mm -hmm. in this story i'm about to talk about another one okay so the other theories can kind of just be summed up into like other unknown foul play yeah so brianna's family reported having several anonymous phone calls in which someone claimed that brianna was tied to a tree in the woods but like once again there was no like way to corroborate (laughs) that yeah Um, And then these, I guess, either in the same phone call or in later phone calls, um, people claimed that Brianna's body was dumped at the bottom of a lake. Um, Unfortunately, they are quite close to Lake Champlain, Mm -hmm. which is nearly 500 square miles and is apparently the 13th largest lake in the United States. Oh, lovely. So if I don't know if they attempted to search the lake or like yeah. what if they did or if they did like if they found anything mm-hmm. but if she was dumped in that lake it is pretty likely that she might not ever Maybe be found. found yeah so wow yeah it makes me yeah stuff with large bodies of water like i don't like it um foul play is now officially suspected in okay, brianna's good. disappearance in 2007, the FBI stated that the scene was staged to appear as an accident. Yeah. Um, which makes sense. Like, it doesn't make sense. It's weird. To, like, crash a car backwards no. into a barn. Um, police also said that the checks left in the car indicated one of two things. Either Brianna intended to return to the car or she was forcibly taken from it. Yeah. Which makes, makes sense. sense. Um, Her parents believe that if she was abducted, it would have had to be from multiple people. Um, They think that she would have put up a fight, especially with her jujitsu training. Yeah. Which makes sense. Um, But I also kind of go back to her not fighting back in the assault before of like, I almost wonder if it was people she knew and like, maybe she didn't fight back until it was too late. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think don't know. she would be able to tell that something was different. That's yeah. different yeah. than fighting over a boy, you know? So, yeah. Um, but I I do think that if it was like an abduction situation, that I do believe it would be more than one person. Mm-hmm. So um, some people theorize that maybe she did just like somehow wreck into the barn and like tried to hitchhike home and then like ended up getting in the wrong car or something yeah that feels like a lot of things to like yeah go wrong at the same time um some people also theorize this is like one that people like love i don't i don't get it it. like not they love it but like a lot of people believe this one okay um a lot of people theorize that someone could have been like waiting in brianna's back seat and that she didn't see them until that is literally my nightmare it is i mean it's so scary yeah. but I, I i can't imagine if someone was like waiting for her in the back seat that it would take i think it's like almost a mile and a half yeah like first of all that it would take her a mile and a half and then to she would just crash them. into this yeah random 
Or it's like, uh, if someone is waiting in the back seat, what is their end goal? Yeah. And like, yeah. Are they just going to like sit up in the back seat? Hey, a mile down the road? Like, yeah, no, I don't know. That just, it feels really far fetched. Yeah. To me. No, I so, wouldn't think that. Yeah. Um, in March 2016, investigators revealed that they had recovered DNA samples from Brianna's car, but no results have been made public. Okay. And I don't know if that's just DNA samples and then they all ended up to be Brianna's. Yeah. Or what? Um, there are also a few cases in the area that police considered could have been connected. So I'm going to talk a little bit about those. Mm-hmm. So the first one is the case of Maura Murray. Do you know this one? I don't know. Um, so 21-year-old Mora went missing on February 9th, 2004. And her car was found crashed in Haverhill, New Hampshire, which is right near the border of Vermont. And it's only 90 miles okay. from where Brown's yeah. car was. And it was like like a month and a half before. Okay. Um, and Mora was never seen again. Um, and... Like I said, some people theorize they were connected. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure at the time, too, that Maura's family even contacted Brianna's hmm. family. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's two women in a similar age range, both disappearing from car crashes. Yeah. Um, both women kind of acted a little weird, like the day of or like leading mm-hmm. up to their disappearance. And they both also have dark hair. Yeah. So I can see the connections there. Yeah. Um, it's just one other person. Uh, this one is like yes. That that only like those are the things in common. Like there's not another person that has all the exact same no. things. Okay. Um, I'm talking about another one. Yeah. that might be connected to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but not connected to the older one. Right. Okay. I don't. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. kind of like. I mean, I don't think none of them are connected. Yeah. Investigators believe. Um, investigators don't believe that. Mora and Brianna's disappearances okay. were connected. Yeah. Um, Mora's case is still unsolved also. It's also a really heartbreaking one. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, in 2012, police investigated a potential, potential connection between Brianna's disappearance and serial killer Israel Keys. Yeah, when I was looking up her picture, I, his mm-hmm. picture came up. So, um, I don't like him. No, he's... He's creepy. Freaking gross. Um, but he killed people all around the U.S. Uh-huh. Um, but he did kill a couple in Essex, Vermont, which is only an hour from Montgomery. Okay. Um, and the bodies of those victims were never found. Um, He's the guy that put, like, murder kits everywhere, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He, the couple in Vermont, mm-hmm. he had, like, hidden, like, yeah. a murder kit. Yeah. Um. His last known victim was also an 18-year-old girl in Alaska. Hmm. Um, And he chose his victims randomly, but he did say that he never killed kids. I'm not sure if he'd count Brianna as a kid. Yeah. I mean, she's 17, so she's a minor, but she's also close to the age of his last victim. Yeah. Um, But he did also say that he never killed in the same area twice. Okay. Um, An FBI ruled him out in 2012, saying that there were financial records that showed him elsewhere um, on March 19th. Okay. So they don't believe that. No, I don't think so. I don't think so either. I will get to what I think. But I think that if I do think foul play was involved, but I think that it was more likely people she knew. Yeah. 
I don't think it was just random serial killer happened to be in the area. No, that doesn't make sense. Um, if Brianna is still alive today, she would be 35 years old. Hmm. Um, at the time of her disappearance, she had brown hair and hazel eyes, and she was about 5'4 or 5'5. Um, she had a scar on her forehead near her left eyebrow. Um, she wore either contacts or glasses, and at the time, she had her left nostril pierced. Okay. So, um, so yeah, that's pretty much all I have on yeah. this case. Like I said... I'm I am more prone to believe it was someone she knew. Mm-hmm. I don't think she went missing of her own accord. So no. I think that there was some kind of foul play. I would agree. But I don't know. It just... This is one of those that I'm like, I, I have no clue. Yeah. I mean, we probably won't ever know. I know. And that's like, especially with this being right near Lake Champlain and also right near the Canadian border. Yeah, she could... Her body, I'm assuming, yeah. her body could be anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think that whoever hurt her, whatever mm-hmm. they did with her, they had. They were like in the prime location yeah. for them for that. So just yeah. really. It's sad. Breaks my heart. Yeah. For her and her family. But. Yeah. So. Hmm. Okay. Well. Um. I know. I'm, we're going to do a. Um, you can't ever remember the. What's the palate word? Palate cleanser. The palate cleanser. <laughs> Sydney can never remember. I really can't talk tonight. I was really struggling. <laughs> I was yawning like crazy. I know. Thanks. And it is uh, not even 8 o'clock on a Friday well, night. Let's see. Here I go. Yawning again. Um, Katie said, I actually really like this one. <laughs> Katie said, quote, I have not had an idea in years. <laughs> not a single idea. <laughs> so I feel that. Yeah. And you guys should follow us on Instagram at something sick podcast or on Twitter at a sick podcast or on TikTok at something sick podcast or send us an email something nice at something sick podcast at gmail.com. We'll talk to you next time, homies. Peace out. <laughs>